Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com, Arkansas beating Mississippi State 21-14 in Starkville. Say that again. Arkansas beating Mississippi State 21-14 to end the 20-game losing streak. You're the most delusional fan base in all of college football, in SEC football. That's what Mississippi State fans said about you all week. Anybody who predicted Arkansas to win this game – the most delusional fan base in all of college football. But it turns out, it turns out that it was Mississippi State and the Pirate that found fool's gold in Baton Rouge. Arkansas exposing Mike Leach's offense. 21-14. Now, kind of what I thought this game would play out like, I kind of expected Arkansas to get close and kind of not be able to pull it out, not figure out exactly what it's going to take to win on the road, kind of be a learning lesson for the next time they got in a close game on the road. But Mississippi State was very gracious. Costello threw three interceptions. They muffed a punt at the end of the game. A lot of things went right in Arkansas's favor, and it was due to happen. A lot of guys got banged up in this one. We'll go over a little bit of the injury stuff. Now, the good news is Sam Pittman said it doesn't look like anything serious long-term injury stuff. You know, maybe a guy a week or two here is kind of how he put it, but he didn't. He said nothing was like, according to what he was told so far, nothing's like real long. So you didn't have Dorian Gerald or Julius Coach right off the bat, your two defensive ends. That's, that's not what you want going into a game like this because you know you need to get pressure on Costello. All right. Obviously, Jarquez McClellan had opted out. He didn't play in the last game. Amante Spivey wasn't there. In the game, you had Bumper Pool, who came out, had a bit of a stinger. Bumper's got a, a pretty big cut on his forehead also. Uh, but he ended up coming back. He ended up having 20 tackles. Fantastic game for Bumper Pool. I loved what Bumper said, by the way, about going into this game. You feel like you knew what they were going to do every single time. He said he felt like – they were prepared in the sense that they knew what was coming every single play. I could have kind of compared, I guess, on my end, like if you really study hard for a test and you go in, you know you're going to ace the test, that confidence, that feeling. You walk out, you know you ace the test. It's not one of those things where it's like, well, I think I did pretty well. No, you know if you ace the test or not. And that's kind of what these guys feel like after this game. But uh, Grant Morgan came out with a shoulder-looking issue, did not return. Rakeem Boyd. Lower body injury, didn't return. Traylon Burks, looked like a knee, didn't return. Monteric Brown had a big hit, 
maybe jammed his head up, neck up a little bit, but he didn't return. And then Mateo solely like maybe a back and didn't return. So you got banged up quite a bit in this one. They're obviously going to need to get healthy, get some guys back. They got one at Auburn. Auburn lost. What they lose? They only put up six points against Georgia. They lost uh, in that one. So not a very good effort for Auburn's offense today. So that'll be an interesting matchup on the road, but it's over. Over a 1,000 days of not winning an SEC game. The monkey is off the back, and you deserve to celebrate, deserve to be happy. You deserve to be delusional. I kind of, you know, no matter what happened in this one, I felt like Mississippi State's going to throw the bottom end, the, the, you know, the best you could hope for is to hold these guys to about 300 yards passing, and Arkansas held them to 313 yards passing. So a phenomenal effort. I mean, they dropped eight time and time again. And it worked. Rushed three most of the time. I mean, the game plan worked. And, you know, they pulled from some other teams. I'm wondering if they pulled from Washington. You know, you, if you go back and look at the last couple of games of last year uh, at Washington State, and which is what, what I did, they were both losses. So you knew that, you know, Mike Leach is, is very creative, obviously. He's got, a, he's got a system that works. You know, he's got the kind of system maybe that they don't beat everybody or win a national championship, but they'll, they'll probably end some, some national title hopes, you know, over the next few years for some teams, you know, it'll, it'll kind of be like that. But, you know, Washington kept everything in front of them when they played them. And that's kind of the recipe. And Arkansas did a really good job tackling. They didn't let a lot of guys get loose. And that's what it comes down to keeping things in front of you, making sure you tackle. That's, that's how you stop this. It's, it's about, not allowing people to have run after the catch. What did they average per plat? 7.3 yards per completion, 4.8 yards per play. That's that's a good recipe to stop the air raid offense. I don't mean to talk trash to, to Mississippi State fans, but, I mean, they were calling everybody. Anybody who had any kind of notion that Arkansas could win the game, delusional. So, you get called out when you do stuff like that. So the monkey is off the back. Where can Arkansas go from here? First of all, they got to get some guys healthy. Let's look at the let's look at the stats real quick here. Felipe Franks, 20 of 28, 212 with two touchdowns. Not a spectacular day. He had he didn't do everything right, had some mistakes. There was a ball here or there. Why didn't you throw that away? That kind of stuff. That's gonna happen. But generally, overall, no interceptions, did pretty much what he had to do to win the game. Traylon Smith stepped in for tra- uh, for Rakeem Boyd, 14 carries for 48 yards, also had five catches, which led the team, only 22 yards on the, on the receptions, but still led the team, targeted eight times. So he played a vital role for him. I mean, Devion Warren, four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Best day as a Razorback. Best day as a Razorback. Just kind of the way the game unfolded. I don't even know. I mean, I like I'm so scattered with all my thoughts because, I mean, so much was going on here. And it looked like so many – there were so many opportunities where it could have swung the other way. Thankfully for Arkansas, nobody likes field goals anymore. Field goals aren't enough. You know, Arkansas had that one drive where they went all the way down there uh, and went for it on fourth down. And I was kind of, you know, like, why? why? Just get the field goal. I understand that – you need touchdowns in a game like this. That's the philosophy, obviously. That's the thought. There's going to be a lot of points. You need to get touchdowns, not settle for field goals. But if you don't get it, you just got to kind of take your medicine. But Arkansas still went for it and, and didn't get it. And then, I don't know, how many times they not – Mississippi State, like three different times or so, didn't want to didn't want to kick a field goal. I bet they wish they would made, maybe made a different choice there. Um, so, 
I think a lot a lot of people on TV, and I'm obviously not in Starkville. I'm not traveling with with everything going on with COVID right now. I don't know if that'll change maybe towards the end of the season, but not traveling. A lot of people want me to do the walk and talk. The walk and talk for me look like walking around in a circle in my backyard or walking around in my neighborhood where there are, I guess, no street lights. I never even thought about that, but we don't have street lights. So I'll just be walking around in the dark at 1149 at night when somebody's going to call the police on me or something. I thought about walking. Pittman lives right over here. Pittman lives like a mile from me. I thought about walking over, <laughs> walking up and down in front of his house because they do have lights in that neighborhood. But somebody would definitely call the police on me in that neighborhood over there. So... There was a fumble that was overturned by Kylan Hill, who was also knocked out of the game. That was a big blow for them. Um, and then you had the pick six by Greg Brooks. So, returned at 69 yards for a touchdown, which that ended a seven-play, 39-yard drive by them. Then Arkansas made Mississippi State go the long, hard way, which I, it was a quote I always loved from Houston. Not make them go the long, hard way. 15 plays, 75 yards, seven minutes and 45 seconds, in and a 17-yard uh, K.J. Costello to, uh, Costello to Javon Parker touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. They had to convert two fourth downs on that drive. So Arkansas made them go the long, hard way. The idea, you know, I've always thought with that is, and people, some people don't like this, it's kind of where you are in college football modern day, but uh, you make them go that many plays, you keep things in front of you, eventually somebody's going to make a mistake, somebody's going to bobble a snap, somebody's going to commit a penalty, and they're going to get behind the chains. You're going to get them off the field. But that didn't happen, but they still made them go that many plays. Uh, and there were other things that I mean, there were other things that happened later. Uh, then Arkansas's first possession happened with 3:59 left, not including the interception. Their first possession was 3:59 left in the first quarter, and then they went uh, three and out, three and out, and punted on a fourth and one. So not the way the Arkansas offense wanted to start things. But there were some moments. There were some moments. The second possession, uh, they had a 52-yard pass to Devion Warren for Felipe Franks down the nine-yard line, and then they had you know, where they got to the goal line. And I think a lot of people were questioning, why do you put K.J. Jefferson in there right at the goal line? And, you know, obviously you've got a package for that. But there's a lot of people who think, you know, why wouldn't you just keep your starting quarterback in? Uh, it didn't work out for Arkansas, obviously. So that was that was kind of a gut punch. Uh, then the defense stood tall. Arkansas put together another solid drive. Uh, and that time it ended in a 19-yard touchdown pass from Franks to Warren to make it 14-17 with 5.27 to go in the half. The good thing about that play is right before they had a screen pass to uh, to Trey Knox. And then they came right back at it with a similar look to make Devion Warren look like he was going to block. And then, he you know, he goes upfield uh, and catches the pass. So that was very well designed. So you're at halftime, you're feeling pretty good about it, right? And then um, Arkansas had a good drive coming out of the half. Franks hit Hudson Henry for a 12-yard touchdown to cap 11-pace, 75-yard drive. And then Mississippi State went for it on fourth down on their next one for the third time and converted it uh, and then ended up having a 14-place, 76-yard drive. It took 721 off the clock. It's some long drives. But, again, you kept everything in front of you. They ended up scoring, but still, that's that's what you want to do. That's really the recipe to stopping these guys. They're going to complete passes, obviously. They're going to throw a lot of passes. But what we said going into this game, you got to keep things in front of you, okay? You've got to tackle, obviously tackle very well, and you've got to catch the balls that they throw at you, and Arkansas did that time and time again. Joe Fouché, big game. Big game, two interceptions for Joe Fouché, pick six for Greg Brooks. And, I mean, they relied on so many backups. So, 
great showing for Arkansas. It wasn't a perfect showing. Mississippi State had to help them out a little bit, but dang it, Arkansas was due. Arkansas was due for some good stuff to happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'll tell you what won this game ultimately, too. It's not just it's not just what happened on the field. It's what happens in practice, what happens in meetings, all of those things. This group is together. I mean, they didn't have a lot of their weapons. And Mississippi State, you know, they had some injuries here and there, too. I think Arkansas was definitely hit harder by the injury bug, both going into this game and actually in-game. But these guys believe in their coaches. They absolutely believe in their coaching staff, and it's especially shining through on defense right now. I mean, that was another standout effort. And you go back to the Georgia game, and, yeah, things got out of hand in the second half, but a great showing in the Georgia game, the first 38 minutes of that game by the defense. They just kind of got worn out because they weren't getting a lot of help anywhere else. Uh, so you've got to be proud of where Razorback defense is. And if they can play defense like that and you know that they can stand up to teams with really strong offenses, then it's going to give them a shot as this offense continues to get polished up. Offense still has a ways to go. They've got to get some things figured out. I don't think there's any question about that. Special teams, there weren't any moments where in special teams where they just really killed themselves. I mean, there was a, I believe there was a penalty that took away a punt inside the five-yard line. Uh, where they ended up punting into the end zone. So, you know, that wasn't ideal, obviously. Um, But special teams, you made a play. I mean, the guy muffed the punt at the end of the game. Arkansas fell on it and pretty much iced the game. Now, you had a disappointing penalty there, a personal foul at the end by by Mike Woods. I don't know if that was really – worthy of a personal foul. I mean, what? because he, he's shoving the guy. The play's still going on. He was too violent pushing the guy. I would have to go look and see exactly when the whistle was being blown. But to me, he's shoving a guy. That, that's a football play, right? So, anyway, but Arkansas got hit with a personal foul and, you know, had to play a little bit of defense there at the end. But not a whole lot of time for Mississippi State to get going. So, what do you guys think? Let's see what the comments are. Sorry I'm not doing the walk and talk. I just don't see how it's possible I do a walk and talk. I'm just walking around in the neighborhood with the lights off. I mean, you're just going to see a silhouette of myself, right? Plus, I can answer your questions here. It's a little bit different. Now I can pick Arkansas to win. Yeah, that was my policy, Daniel Hudson. My policy was I wasn't going to pick Arkansas to win until I actually saw them do it. Not that I didn't want to pick them to win. And what we've been hearing from, you know, inside – inside the team is that Arkansas felt very confident about this game going in. And you can see, I mean, they they knew what was coming at them. They felt like they had a great defensive game plan. Kevin Gill says MSU shut down LSU's running game also. They did. K 
Kelly Marie said, and Chad got shut down by Georgia. Yes, he did. That's going to be an interesting game next weekend. I mean, you talk about a lot of emotion and the way Arkansas is playing on defense. If they can get some guys back healthy, particularly those ends. I mean, that's three ends that are out right now. Julius Coates, Matteo Soli, and, uh, and Dorian Gerald. So, need to get those guys back without question. These are rolling off faster than I can get to them. Let's see. Let me scroll down. Sorry, I'm going to miss a lot of you guys. Who else will help Bell Trey out for a walk and talk? The only if you guys got any ideas for a post game walk and talk when I'm not traveling to the games, I'd love to hear them. Chuck Steiger says the only thing that can damper a hog win the walk and talk. <laughs> Sorry guys, if our, maybe I'll walk around and do something tomorrow. I don't know if everybody's so disappointed. Uh, if Arkansas had an offense, they would win seven games. Well, they've only they only played ten. But let's see where this offense goes. I mean, there's no question that there were some moments that were a little bit disappointing, you know, things here and there where you kind of hurt yourself. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, I hate to, you know, say this on Debbie on Warren because he plays such a great game, but, you know, going out of bounds there towards the end of the game when you're trying to ice the game, um, you know, that's, those are the kinds of things you can't have. And that's kind of one of the reasons I thought that maybe this would be a game where they got close, didn't do the things that they needed to do to win at the end of the game. But it turns out Mississippi State was – you know, more than willing to accommodate them, as I said, uh, with a lot of things. And Arkansas took advantage. That's what a lot of this game is about, taking advantage of other teams' mistakes. I mean, Alabama has been the king of that for years and years and years under Saban, making you, making you pay for every mistake you make. Scott Heathcote says, yes, it was early, and hopefully they will continue to improve each week. Scott also says, think they caught him coming in. They shut down the run for the most part. They had his number when he came in. Uh, injury report, please. I went over the injury report, but it doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to be too serious, according to Pittman. Now, that's subjective. What does that mean? A couple weeks? Back next week? Who knows what that means? Billy Harper says, it's awesome having a coach that cares. It's a big part of this. It's a. It's not that he. He. It's not that he doesn't care. You know that he, just that he cares. It's that they care about him. I think that's a big part of it. Pippen puts everything else on everybody else. You know these coaches. I'm just a guy. This is this whole state. You know all of those types of things. You know we didn't need some recruits. You know that were out recruiting coming in. We just needed everybody on that plane. Everybody on that plane. That's how he'll put it to them. Anyone still think we should have hired Leach or Kiffin? I mean, right now you got to be feeling pretty good about your Sam Pittman hire, right? I mean, again, it might have been not been the splash hire that you wanted, but it might have been the hire that you needed. Where things are right now, I mean, and again, Kendall Browse will get this offense eventually going where they want, you know, and and the offense probably impacted more than anything by COVID and all that stuff. But Barry Odom has this defense believing; they believe. I mean, they're. Those guys are fighting. I mean, they're getting good pressure up front. I mean, they didn't get to Costello a lot, but, um, you know, in this kind of system, you're, you wouldn't expect to see that in the way that Arkansas was playing with, you know, just rushing three guys and dropping everybody back. But, I mean, the guys in the secondary are playing very well. The linebackers are playing well, and that's been a huge concern. They, they just – they need to get some guys back for next week. I mean, you know, bumpers dinged up a little bit. Grant's dinged up. And then those ends, got to get those guys back. Ryan Benjamin Gill says, overall, loved it two weeks in a row. Our edge, edge of your seat football. Great to see us finish the game. And you're absolutely right, Ryan. 
I mean, how much have we talked about just wanting to see a game like where it's not just like, well, halftime, it's over, it's 35-7. We're done talking about that kind of stuff. It's a new era. It's time to move on. We're not I mean, we'll talk about Chad this week, obviously. It's it's Auburn, right? They're playing Auburn, so it's going to come up. It's going to come up every time that Arkansas plays Auburn. But we're done talking about John Chavis and Chad Morris for the most part unless it's Auburn week. We're moved on past that now. The streak is over. Arkansas is not setting any SEC records, which was set by Vanderbilt 23 in a row. And we knew they were we, – we kept saying they're going to win some games this year. They may win a few. I mean, I watch if, – if you're like me – I watched the uh, South Carolina-Tennessee game, see what Tennessee's got. I uh, watched Ole Miss and Kentucky. I watched – what was the other one? Obviously didn't watch Auburn and Georgia, but I'll watch that later. What was the other game I watched this morning? Two opponents Arkansas plays coming up. I can't even remember. It feels like it was a million years ago. It's 12 o'clock right now, so – Good to see the defense playing the way they are. Absolutely right. James Frank says he hasn't seen a defense play like this from the Hogs in a long time, probably since 2014. This team plays with so much belief and heart. They play like a team that no walk and talk on Dixon Street, J.B. Stevens. Maybe. I would have to wear a mask because there's too much people walking around. Hmm. We got we to gotta come up with something. I, I just don't know what to do. Y'all don't like the studio show? The studio show's good. I can go over more stats and stuff. You know, it's, it's a little bit different. It's not off-the-cuff emotional response as much. But I'll tell you what, Sam Pittman was really happy in the postgame. I did, the you know, the Zoom call with those guys, and we had Felipe Franks and Bumper Pool. You can read a bunch more stuff on hogsports.com. Billy Allen, happy birthday. Is it your birthday today? 12.02 a.m., Billy Allen. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you for tuning in. Ryan Burris says, do you think sometimes we get gimmicky on offense at times? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that it's kind of like a situation where you need to make something happen. And, you know, things aren't just completely polished up on offense. Now, I was right there saying they should probably never run a reverse or an end around ever again the way things the way things have gone I mean you know TJ had that loss again you know he lost yardage again and then they had that fumble um so yeah the reverses end arounds that's that's maybe got to go until until they can get those completely polished up so all right everybody it, it is super late I want to keep on talking I feel like we should probably talk about this forever there's 500 people on here who want to talk about it Tennessee and Missouri. Thank you, Stephen Baker. Yeah, watch that Tennessee-Missouri game. Uh, to me, you know, Tennessee's got some – they've got some studs, obviously. But Missouri's not – I mean, that's that's not an impressive-looking team. Now, Missouri has never been – hasn't been that impressive-looking to me in other years, and they've beaten Arkansas. But I'm not blown away with Missouri. That's winnable. You know, Tennessee has the SEC's longest winning streak, but they haven't really played a whole lot of teams. So it was South Carolina, Florida, excuse me. South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri. So I watched the Florida game. Obviously, Florida looks really good.
Chase Hogan Jones says he likes the studio show for away games. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, I'd mix it up a little bit. You know, for you know, I do travel. I think the last one I did, the last walk and talk I did was an away game, Kentucky. I believe that was the last time. <laughs> JB Stevens, I hear you. I bet a lot of people are in your condition right now, JB. We got so many comments, I can't I can't read them all, but. Um, Again, just to recap everything, Arkansas put up 275 yards of offense. They held Mississippi State to 400 yards of offense, 313 yards passing, which, again, I felt going into that one, that was going to happen. They're going to throw for at least 300 yards. It's how much over 300 yards. They basically cut it in half. They cut K.J. Costello's yardage totals in half. I don't know if Mississippi State was overconfident at all, if they thought they had something that they didn't have. If they thought Arkansas just wasn't up to the task. I mean, if you think about it, this is a team that has hammered Arkansas. What have been the last few years? So Mississippi State has won seven of the last eight over Arkansas. This is after Arkansas won um, Arkansas won 12 of 13. So let's see right here. The last two years, I know it was like last year was like 56-24 or something. I did I remember the walk and talk I did last year after the Mississippi State game. Did Rick Flair? I mean, they were that was that was an embarrassment last year. One of many. So Arkansas lost 54-24 last year in Fayetteville. The year before that, the last time they went down to Starkville, they lost 52 to 6 in 2018. 52 to 6 the last time they went down to Starkville. Lost 28-21 in Fayetteville the year before that. The last time Arkansas won was 2016, 58-42 in Starkville. 2016 is the last time Arkansas beat Mississippi State. And the Mississippi State won the five meetings before that, including a 51-50. 51-50, last time uh, Sam Pittman was actually uh, a member of that staff. But they lost on that um, blocked field goal attempt when Arkansas was really had a good team, a team that probably should have won 10 games that year. I'm tired. These late games, I may have to jump in on these a little bit earlier, but here's the deal. They So, right, like after the game, you know, you kind of have to wait around and then they do the Zoom press conferences and then we're going to, you know, do we got to transcribe some stuff. We got to get some stories out and all that stuff. I would like to get the show out earlier, but I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know when and where I can squeeze that in because I start getting hit up right after the game. Where's the walk and talk? Where's the walk and talk? But I certainly love that everybody appreciates it. All right, everybody. I want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen to the show. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. So we're over 80,000 followers now. That was the goal before the season started. But I think that may have been the good omen that pushed us over, pushed Arkansas over for the win. But uh, I want to remind you, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live, of course, where we're streaming live. Also available on YouTube. If you haven't followed the page on Facebook Live, go ahead and do so. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you like it. Also available on YouTube, so hit the subscribe button and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video and interact with the video as well. Also available Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us a five-star rating, please do so on that and available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hog Sports is 30% off right now for your first year or $1 for your first month. We also have the Hog Sports newsletter where we send daily newsletters um, with all free Razorback news and... Um, Anytime there's breaking news, we also send that. Also, you can sign up for text alerts at Hogsports. Um, 
and we send any that's all breaking news, all breaking Razorback news with a link back for more information as well. So a lot of ways to chime in. I know I've, I, I like I'm I'm bowing out right here, but I don't want I, I don't want to stop talking about the game. I want to I'm going to probably watch the game again. It's 12:08. I've got another story to write, and then I'm probably going to watch the game. So probably be late before I get to bed. But it was a good one, guys. The streak is over. Arkansas, 21-14 winners over Mississippi State. Finally. All right. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining me. Thank you for your questions. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.